What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 114 of the Project Work Podcast. This is your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. Oh, common sense too. Don't let's not forget that part. The holistic and common sense pursuit. Very important. That common sense is simply that wisdom and that knowledge that we all possess. You you can't come from wisdom. You can't come from intelligence. You can't come from power and not be that you're and not possess that yourself. So there's a common wisdom that we all have. There's a common understanding that we all have. Common meaning simply universal, accessible to all. That's what I mean. I don't know what anybody else means when they use it. That's what we do here. Real life transformation. I don't know if some people realize it, but it gets exhausting when you have lived fake and phony all of your life. I don't mean consciously because most people are not going to raise their hand and say, oh, me, I'm living phony. Yeah, me. No, no, that's not how it works. Like you truly can't believe that you're living real. You can believe on the surface that you are truly being a great person, changing your life. But underneath the surface, Really, it ain't really underneath the surface because if you look at your behavior, your behavior is always going to expose you. This is this is what as a rule of thumb for everybody. How you keep yourself in check and that should be your main focus, not keeping nobody else in check, not bringing no awareness to somebody else. And y'all need to know what so and so doing and what this organization. No, no, no. Your first priority is to keep yourself in check. How do you do that? Always watch yourself. How you respond to your external environment is going to always let you know what's ultimately going on. What is your driving force? What programs are running running underneath the scene, underneath the hood? Always, right? So, hmm, that brings us to what does that bring us to? I was going somewhere with that. I don't know. Let's not be important anymore. Nonetheless, here we are. Here we are. I was talking about living fake and phony. And it is just important for me at this point in time in my life to check what it is that I'm doing and how I'm doing. So when you spent a great amount of your time not being authentic. And that's easy to do when you don't know who you are. You're always chasing. This is the allure of the church. This is the allure that the social media groups provide right now. This is the allure of joining, being a part of something. You, you, you're trying to find an identity. And this is why it never ends. This is why it goes from one thing to another, to another, to another. I just stopped by to tell you that none of those things ever, 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 ever are going to help you. Not truly help you. Mm -mm. That's not how this works. See, 
to truly transform your life, you have to do it from inside out, not outside in. That's not how it works. I tweeted this morning and what brought it to my attention or what what got put it on my mind rather was I saw um, a news report of a pretty well-known, I mean, if you run in the church circle, I guess is well-known pastor who committed suicide. And I see stories like this all the time that are often not publicized or that don't quote unquote go viral. And I just make a mental note of it. And, and what I said this morning was the church is not about transformation. It's not. It is about the illusion of transformation. See, it appears as though you have your life together. It appears as though that you no longer have those sexual desires. Oh, you still do. It appears as though, oh, I'm not, I don't want to do those things that the earthly people are doing, but you still do. So this is what, again, nothing outside of you can transform you. So for those who are used to living a phony lifestyle, oh, they fit right in. They feel right at home. And again, most of the time, for most people, this is not intentional. It's not like they're saying consciously, oh, yeah, I'm a phony person. And because I know the church is some phoniness going on, I'm going to go over here and this is going to be great. No, no, (laughs) that's not how human psychology, human behavior works. But there is an allure It draws you in. It ain't no different than drugs. This is why you got to keep coming back every week. This is why you see people who've been in church 10, 20, 50 damn years. And the results in their life are still the same. If they miss a week, they're going to start short-circuiting. They got to go get a fix. They have gained nothing that they can take on the journey themselves. But for those people who have a true desire to transform them their lives. Oh my God, this religion, church, it becomes a mental asylum. That's what it becomes. You're stuck. I'm going to tell you what saved me. And if you're new, if you, if you're not new, you already know this story, but if, if you are new, I was in a church almost all of my life, right? From the time that my father, I call him my father, but he is my stepfather technically. But to me, he's my father. Since he came into our life when I was about five years old and married my mother, from that point on. Now, granted, my uncle, um, who was married to my mother's sister, my aunt, was a pastor. So we, you know, would be, you know, we would kind of go to that church sometimes. But up until that point, there was no serious, that I remember, participation in church. Until my father came into our life. And then from there, we were in it. You know, my mother got saved and then the rest is history. So I've been in the church and I have seen a lot of things and observed a lot of things from myself, those closest to me, the um, immediate family, extended family, friends, friends of friends. I've seen it through the lens of a child. I've seen it through the lens of a young adult and I've seen it through the lens of an adult. So this is not me speaking on something that I don't have information, that I'm not privy to the intricate details or the inner workings of this system, because I am. And I was in it. I won't in it playing around 
Well, at one point, you know, I wasn't as serious, right? You know how you 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 scared enough of going to hell where, you know, you still believe in God, you trust God, you pray, but you still, you know, you're in college, you're doing whatever you want to do. You ain't following none of the so-called principles or whatever. But so at that point in time, but when I really, really came into adulthood, I was really serious about it. I wanted to live what it was. I wanted to walk my talk, basically. And that's what saved me. Uh, when I think about it, woo, that's what saved me. It was the pursuit of more. Seek and you will find. Knocking the door will be open. Asking you will receive. Listen to what I'm telling you. My desire to get to the truth of it. Right. I didn't know I was getting to the truth of all of it. My desire was to get to the truth. What is it? How can I help bring more people to God in order for me to do that? I got to be serious about my walk. This is how this is my conversation to myself. Right. So <laughs> I remember at the beginning of and it ain't been that long now, y'all probably been about six years since I've been. A strong five years that I've been totally removed. But I remember when I set my intentions at the be at um I believe it was the beginning of 2014. I said I want to be my best. I really want to be the best I can mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I began to really Ask for a deeper understanding. The questions that those quote unquote sinners and those in the world would ask, I wanted to be able to genuinely answer them for people. I wanted to give people and like I didn't I didn't feel as though they just shouldn't ask those questions. You know, when I was growing up or when I asked certain questions to, you know, my mother or, or other leaders, pastors and deacons. If they couldn't answer them, their only response was, well, some things we're not meant to understand. And I just never thought that that, well, I shouldn't say never, but as I got older, I didn't think that that was a sufficient answer. So I really wanted to go deep to say that if God is not the author of confusion, I should be able to clear up something. If I'm presenting God to people, I should be able to clear up the confusion. That's what I thought. So I started to, you know, increase my study and my pray time and my, you know, all of that. And something interesting happened. Things started to get a little cloudy. <laughs> Certain things I couldn't put the pieces together. I had, I, it was a puzzle, but the pieces weren't fitting. Now, you got to understand, based on my background and where I was coming from, my first response was not to dismiss all of it. It's got to be more to the story. I need to seek even more. And <laughs> lo and behold, in my seeking, baby, did I find. And I remember, so that was the top of 2014. And I remember not long after that, mid-second quarter, probably going into summertime, life just began to take an interesting turn. And I, I can look back on it now and explain it. I couldn't explain it at that time what was going on or what I was experiencing, but nothing was making sense to me. 
I, I couldn't figure it out, couldn't put my finger on it. I was still praying and stuff, but it felt like, and it's hard to explain, but it felt like that shit was bouncing back as soon as it left my lips. I no longer felt this connection, right? So I was like, man, okay, I, I need to fast. I already always knew when I felt disconnected spiritually, let me eliminate, you know, all of the noise. TV, social media, the things that I'm eating that, you know, give me such physical pleasure. Let me strip myself down so that I have no other choice but to seek me. And that's what I did. 40 days I set an intention. And I just did the Daniel, what they call the Daniel fast, which is not a fast because you're still eating. So a Daniel diet is what I did, which is strictly fruits and vegetables. That's all. Wasn't all raw, anything like that. I wasn't deep into that. It was just cutting out everything other than fruits and vegetables. Cool. And I set an intention. And the intention that I set was open my eyes to the truth whatever that may be, show me what I think I know or expose what I think I know, check what I know that I know, quotation, right? You know, know that I just know this, expose me to the truth. Man, oh man, that was a turning point. I just tell you, it was a turning point of, and it didn't all, you know, my understanding as it is at the current day didn't all happen immediately. But that opened the door and it blew, it blew the gates wide open. And what it allowed me to do, see, this is why I promote cleaning up your body so much. Because you underestimate how you, I don't want to say deplete your life force but you weaken it. And as you begin to clean up your body, you will see how you clean up your mind. It's like a foggy mirror. The more you clean up your body, that fog in that mirror, you start, it's like you wiping it clean. And your attention, you become sensitive to things, things that you have seen every day for years and did not recognize them. This is what it means to be, come on now, when it says that you have an awakening. You have an awakening and a rebirth because you're seeing in a way that you never saw before. You're no longer fighting it. And so what that allowed me to do was to go and touch on some uncommon ground, some unfamiliar ground, some shaky ground at the moment. And it was only shaky because of my resistance to it. Let's be clear. But what that did, and see, most people are not willing to do that, man. Most people are not willing to do that. And what it required me to do was to seek myself. And it was different phases of it. It was phases of, you know, you got to speak to every aspect of yourself, mentally, physically, spiritually. So the spiritual part was one part, but physically, the mental part, I actually had to go and just look at things as though they were. Like the evidence is there. Here it is. Ain't no secret. You ain't been looking for the truth. This is what this really is. They've been lying. They told you this. They told you not to re read any more religious texts for a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. And don't you find that fascinating? Don't you find that 
fascinating that you are supposed to be the one that you are the one that's connected to God. Y'all, y'all got the real truth now. Everybody else is lying. You got the truth, but we gotta quarantine you. Quarantine yourself now. Don't, 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 don't even look at nothing over there. Don't even read it because it might, it might draw you in and pull you away. Well, damn, how powerful is the stuff that I'm on? If I can be swayed that easily, I should tell you something. I'm saying all that to say. Mm, where was I going with this? We talking about. <laughs> I'm going to have to just do a whole nother episode, really, just breaking down religion. Hell, I might have to do a blog post, a book. I don't even know. You know, there's a part of me that want to turn from this and never revisit it again. But I already know that that's not what I'm ultimately. That's not what my spirit is saying. I already know that. I already know that. So I don't even know why I keep tripping. (sighs) There's so many connections to the religious mindset. And that programming that keeps you in a defeated state is really what I'm trying to say. It is linked to the illnesses that you're having in your life. It is linked to the poverty that you're experiencing. It is a chain on your mind, your body, and your spirit is essentially what I am saying. And this is why it will never save you. The church will never save you. It can't. It's impossible. Don't you think after all of this time, if the church could save you, why wouldn't it have saved people already, man? Think. Why? It ain't adding up. And so as I witness more and more pastors and it causes, you know, what's interesting is that it causes such great conflict in people. I see it. You go to the comment sections after something like this has happened and People don't know what to think. People are like, oh, well, you know, he made it to heaven anyway. Well, that kind of goes against your own word, don't it? Well, the Bible don't say that if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Well, no, it don't spell it out in those exact words, but it would appear to be contrary to everything else. This is what I'm trying to figure out, though. So I, I went to the the gentleman who just recently passed, um, Pastor Wilson's web, um, um, Twitter page. And he, one of his last tweets that he posted um, before he passed, I believe it was the day before he passed, and it said, now you listen to this now, loving Jesus doesn't always cure suicidal thoughts. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure depression. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure PTSD, and loving Jesus doesn't always cure anxiety. But that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't offer us companionship and comfort. Well, wait a damn minute. And this is not about him per se, right? No disrespect to him and his family. I'm speaking in general because what I know is that there are a lot of people suffering behind the mask of religion. This is what I know, right? This ain't no speculation. This ain't no opinion. This is what I know. Something ain't adding up, player. Because you said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You said, by his stripes, I am healed. You said, I could cast my cares upon him because he cared for me. I 
thought you said we were more than conquerors in Jesus. I thought you said he came that you might have a life. Now we're hearing there's some exceptions to the rule. Ah, my people, my people, you're going to drive yourself crazy until you get to the root of the matter. You can run all you want, but you can't, you can't run or hide from yourself. And the unfortunate part about suffering behind a mask of religion. See, it's a lot worse for those who are in leadership positions, especially pastors, those who are, you know, well known because they're suffering and trying to blame it on some devil. But they're conflicted on why this God, like all of the things that they read. Many of these people have been in religion a long time, right? They're not new, most of them. So why is it this God that I've loved and served faithfully, right? Faithfully. Why he ain't come to my rescue? And when you're the one who's supposed to have the answers and people are coming to you and they constantly pulling and they draining, they pastor, I need you to pray for me. What about this? What about that? And you don't have the answers yourself. See, again, you can't run from you. And at the end of the day, you always have to go home to you. You always got to look yourself in the mirror. You always have to be there with you and your thoughts. And now. You begin to wrestle against yourself, you versus you. And you do that until your life becomes a facade. This, it becomes a facade. And it's a life that you're supposed to be ha happy about. Most of these people live well. Their lifestyles, they live well. They have great families, great spouses, children. They may be involved in the community and have different businesses. It appears as though they have everything to be grateful about. But they despise it. And this is the burden that they carry. This is what hell is. This. The hell is now. It ain't no imaginary place underneath the doggone earth's surface. And when you start to research that for yourself, see, you ain't never researched nothing. You ain't even asked where the word God come from. You ain't asked where the word devil come from. Because you don't supposed to. You don't supposed to question nothing. This is what the hell is. So it's not shocking to me when I see. It's unfortunate, but it's not shocking to me when I see it unfold because people are suffering. And if you add pharmaceutical psychotropic drugs to that, oh, it's a wrap. Because... The side effects of those pharmaceutical drugs is suicidal thoughts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, man. At some point, you have to sit and say to yourself, something ain't adding up. This ain't for everybody. Let me put an asterisk there. This ain't for everybody. Everybody, some people are content in their delusions. They happy there. It's working for them. And I don't think they should bother it. Leave them people alone. I give you an example. I always use people who are, you know, and this is not a good indicator because you never know how people are doing behind the scenes. But when people are doing well as far as um, living in success 
in the spiritual realm, I mean, in the, in the earthly realm is concerned, you could kind of see why they stick to the whole religious story as it's told because they attribute their success to God. And if they've been, if they have steady, they have increasingly gotten better and more successful, then that's what they're going to attribute to God. See, my faithfulness to God, yada, yada, yada. All I'm not talking to those people. I think people have to do whatever they feel is best for them. I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to those who know something ain't adding up. You may not be willing to fully accept it yet, but you know something ain't adding up. And when you find yourself constantly running, when you run into join a hashtag and because you down with that group of people who support that hashtag, it makes you feel so good. Oh, this, yes, it brings you such Oh, just exotic, orgasmic, external delight. When you find yourself going after those things, that's your indicator that you are moving, or should I say running from yourself. You cannot run from yourself. You cannot run from the real devil. The real devil is you. That's what the church wants you to move away from. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. See, the darkness is you. You're trying to run away from what is natural to you. And you, the more you resist, the more it persists. And you make the beast grow stronger more ferocious you try to drink it away you try to sex it away you try to eat it away you try to drug it away but it's still there there's only one solution to this problem you have to get back to yourself the transformation that you're looking for is within you have to get back to yourself and stop Looking for emotional orgasms, we should say. And that's all it is. And this is why it won't sustain you. Haven't you found that the things that you keep running back to, they're never enough? There should be something in you that sustains you. Anytime you believe in a God who's supposed to be all-knowing and all-powerful, and you mean to tell me that this God cannot cure your suicidal thoughts, that this God cannot cure your depression or your anxiety, hey, friend, you might want to find you another God. I'm just saying. Because what is the purpose? And I and what's interesting under that tweet that I, I, I told you that I saw, uh... Some lady was like, well, you can have 100% trust in Jesus and not be cured of a disease this side of heaven. Boy, ain't that the biggest damn lie we've been told since slavery. You can be cured. You just got to wait to get it on the other side. Bullshit. If you decide to believe that, that's unfortunate. If you decide to believe that, man, life's going to be so not fun for you. You justify. I, I, we just need. I don't even know. 
And I, and I take this as a challenge to myself. How to get you to understand the power of your mind as a man. Think if so is he. When you entertain ideas that you can do nothing. I can do nothing without him. Although it kind of is true. But the him is you. Surprise. The heaven and hell is now. You decide. You decide whether you're going to be living in a hell or you're going to be living in heaven. Hmm. I don't know. I've been debating. Not really debating, but just pondering over whether I want to really break down some portions of the Bible. I just feel like it will blow your mind if you knew what certain things really meant. I think it would for some, for those who are interested. If I could really break it, I mean, it will make everything make sense to you. All of what you think is like, because if you, look, if you read the Bible literally and you believe that you are actually crazy, you are a psychopath. If you can read that Bible and justify your God killing babies, raping uh, murder, if you can read that Bible literally and justify and condone that, you are a psychopath. I'm just here to tell you. But if I was to break this sucker down and show you the real metaphysical explanations to all of it, I'm telling you, you'd be like, what? Oh, my God. And it goes back to what I say about health. It's all simple. It's all simple. We as humans have complicated everything to our own detriment. If you are looking to walk into a life that you have never experienced before, you're going to have to be willing. See, not only to go to the edge, because I played around with the edge myself. No, baby, you got to jump. You're going to have to leave behind everything that you know, all of that old thinking and old believing that was built on nothing but lies and deception. You're going to have to be willing to put that on the chopping block. And most of us aren't. And that's why we're not going to get the results that we're looking for. It's unfortunate. I, I actually I, I don't like to see people suffer unnecessarily. That's my pain point. It ain't a pain point to where I make my life, you know, stressed out about it. Don't misunderstand what you see coming across, whether I'm on this podcast or a video or social media. You see love and passion. Don't matter if you translate it to be that or not. I'm just telling you that's what you're seeing. Outside of that, man, I ain't thinking about that because I understand the power that we all possess. I understand that we choose. I understand that anybody can shift their life. Nobody came to personally save me. If the light bulb could go off for me, you don't think it can go off for you or your family member? If if the come on, y'all understand what I'm saying. If I could be able to reverse some things in my body, you don't think that you would be able to? You believe God got favorites? Ew, that's disgusting. Don't say that. To, don't tell nobody that. Don't tell nobody that. 
I'm just trying to share with you that there is more to the story. But you got to be willing. And most of us aren't. You got to be willing to go outside of the comfort zone, man. You got to be willing to question everything. There are, there's nothing that's off limits. You have to be willing. You, I believe, at your core, because we all come from perfection. We all come from power. We all come from wisdom. You know that you can live free and on your own terms. It's a knowing that you have. This is why you are, you're not happy. Because the true you knows that that's what you, that that is what is possible for you. The conscious physical mind of you says no. And that part of you and the other part of you stay in constant contradiction to one another. And this is why you have discomfort. And this is why you're not happy. And this is why you see tumors forming in your body. We don't really, I want to really break down the connections between disease and how we think. Yeah, food is the aspect of it. But it's a lot more, baby. You, you got to know you have the power to call whatever you desire into your life. And you cannot for a second believe that there are certain things that you can't heal or cure. That's, it's, it's just a lie. You got to know that you have the wisdom to figure out anything. Anything. May not happen right today at this exact moment. I just thought you might like to know. That's what we do here, people. Just sharing what I thought you might like to know. More importantly, I'm just helping you to remember. These are things that you already know. Truth be told, you know these things. What is good and true, you know, babe. You know it at your core. Now, you got to start acting on it. Now you have to stop resisting it. Now you have to stop running from it. Surrender. That's what life is asking you to do. So... You can run to the church if you feel it serves you. I'm not, I mean, I just told you how long I spent in it. So obviously I felt like it was serving me. But if you've gotten to the point to where you feel as though it's not serving you, common sense would say, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe my spirit is, is, is asking for something more. And no, it ain't the devil. Girl, that's the devil, girl. You need to get in on your knees and pray. The devil trying to lead you astray. I know that's the story that's being, you know, <laughs> told about me right now. I have lost my way. Satan has gotten me. That's fascinating. I'm more spiritually in tune than I've ever been ever in any point in time in my life. And that comes from getting back to you. That's what it comes from. It don't come from trying to run to get something outside of you and waiting on that outside thing to come and fix you, to protect you. To No, you are the thing. You are the power. One of my favorite verses, one of my favorite verses is Luke um, 17, 21. I love the way Christians try to take this and try to like explain that it don't really mean what you think it mean. Like it says what it says. In that verse, uh, if you go back, go back to um, the verse before that, they're asking, they're asking Jesus, um, how do we know 
How do we know when the kingdom will come? And Jesus says, don't look high or look low. The kingdom won't come from observation because the kingdom is within you. I mean, if you don't read nothing else, the kingdom is within you. So what kingdom are you waiting to come? Oh, your own awakening is what you're waiting on. Your own awareness, your own shift in consciousness is all you're waiting on. You ain't waiting on no place in no sky, friend. You're not. And if you are, going to be waiting a long time. I'm just saying, good people, when you decide that running in circles, because sometimes we need it. Sometimes we got to just run ourselves into the ground until we be like, damn, I want to do this no more. When you get tired of just beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it. When you get tired of not getting the results that you want, trying to convince yourself that I'm supposed to be, you know, a child of the king, but yet my life just don't look like no kingdom child. I, I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? When you decide that telling myself I was just meant to be sick because that's God's will, he has a greater plan for me. You know, so fascinated he can have a greater plan for you and the only way that he could bring that plan about was for you to be in agonizing pain and suffering. Fascinating. Fascinating cat this is. Come on, man. Think. And listen. Listen to the voice within. Anyway, so whatever works is always my philosophy. Um, no judgment. Just whatever works for, again, the most important, important piece in all of this is if life is, if you cool the way life is going, you have no complaints, rock on. But if you not, <clears throat> two things, one, know that there is more to the story. Two, you gonna have to bust a move to find out what that is. That's all I got, good people. Until next time. Peace.